I drink high proof all the time. The other employee chipped up. He's not going to drink that. He's going to flip it. Oh, that's that's the wrong thing to say. Oh, I mean, that moment, the wrong thing yeah. to say to you. I'm like, really? <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to episode 103 of The Mashup, the best bourbon conversation you're going to hear all week long. We are your hosts, Anthony and Kenny. What's going on, big dog? How you doing, man? Glad to be here. Yeah, it's nice to have you here. So those of you who probably listened last week, you heard some some crazy stuff with my kits, right? So in an effort for me to learn a little bit more about the editing that Steven so um, masterfully does week to week, and to actually record, I had to record with my kids, which... Kenny, um, you know, your kids are a little bit older than mine. Um, could you imagine, you've, you've met my kids. Could you imagine me trying to record with them? I uh, know. I'm really surprised you got that done. That was pretty good on your part. <laughs> yeah. Well, wonderful I mean, kids, but I mean, yeah. It's like, yeah. Oh, like wrangling cats. Yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> I like the way you're like, wonderful kids. Like I'm going to come over there and yeah. get you or something. I love them to death. You know that. So. <laughs> yeah. So um, in the end of that episode, I mentioned that we would be sort of, um, figuring out a way to move forward while Stephen was traveling. And so as a reminder, you know, Stephen is out West for work. He's going to be leaving for extended amounts of time. And I'm going to try to get with him to record when he's in town and maybe some others, but in an effort to maintain that continuity, it was good for me to reach out to some of my friends here in the whiskey community. And that's the person that we have here tonight. So Mr. Kenny Mills, without further ado, um, I would like to, uh, you know, just welcome you to the podcast and tell you and, and let and let our listening audience know what your relationship is to to whiskey. Well, it's actually not my first time on the mashup. It isn't. I believe I was mentioned about uh, chugging a bottle in Kroger one day. <laughs> yeah. So uh, our astute listeners would know that one. Um, I told uh, a story. Gosh, that was a long time ago. And if you guys don't remember, I do have to retell this real quickly. So there was a story where basically um, you, sir, were inside of Kroger. You don't mind reliving this no, moment, no. do you? I was, uh, I was inside. You go ahead. Yeah. No, no. You, you, got, you got to tell it now. I was the there. man but, here. Yeah, yeah you were, you mean, were there. Uh, yeah. I was inside Kroger. Um, walk in. There's two employees. And you can tell one of the employees' friends were there. Okay. Uh, the lady behind the counter, I don't know, mid-40s. The other lady looked to be 70s. Her friend looked to be 70s. Um, oh, nice. So you got so, a bunch of old people in there. Yeah. You know? well, <laughs> hey, hey, I'm, I'm 48 now. So hey, I mean, hey, I don't hey, want to call hey. too old. Hey, that's right. Just celebrated a birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. That's yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. Yesterday. No, day before. Day before. There you go. Um, but no, so I uh, look behind the counter. Um, I see an Elijah Craig barrel proof up there. Always a solid pour. And, you know, just that's one of my – that's what I – unfortunately rate a lot of bourbons for if you look at proof and age and how much it costs yeah that's kind of a benchmark of mine uh but most, it's a good one know, to have yeah good benchmark so i like i tried it i haven't had that i can't remember what it was i guess it would have been uh was a b522 back then or was I it think even so. a122 it's have been to a go, while i have to go back and look and see what when we when i told that story because it was pretty close yeah. to when this happened but i didn't i didn't have that particular batch yet so i'm like oh hey can i grab one of those and uh so the lady behind the counter pulls it down. I'm getting it. And the other employee's friend's like, well, what kind of proof is that? I'm like, oh, it's 120-something. He's like, oh, that's hot. <laughs> and he's like, can you drink that? I'm like, yeah. So we drink high-proof all the time. Yeah. And right as I said, yes, we can I drink high-proof all the time, the other employee chipped up, he's not going to drink that. 
He's going to flip it. Oh, that's that's the wrong thing to say. Oh, I mean, in that moment, the wrong thing yeah. to say to you. I'm like, really? <laughs> I was like, hmm, okay. Oh, jeez. So I have the lady ring it up. Uh, she puts it in my bag. I pull it out. I stare right at the lady, rip the plastic <laughs> off, pop the big pop the cork right in front of her, and take a big, huge chug inside of Kroger right there. And she's like, you can't do that. I'm like, well, you shouldn't have called me out. <laughs> You know, <laughs> and that, and you know what? That's, I mean, I remember when we, when I told that story and hearing it from you is even better. But I mean, that's sort of like typical of, I'm not, you know, trying to say that we're all the same in this thing. But I, if I, I, I don't know if I'd have the, the balls to do that like you did. But, um, I mean, that's just, that's the greatest story because it just shows like people are worried about flipping and stuff. And you're like, no, we're drinking whiskey, you know? Yeah. You know, your listeners, I'm sure they're all over, but I don't know how their liquor stores are here. But, you know, here, you know, a lot of people, a lot of bottles get held back for friends and repeat customers and all that yeah. well uh in that same kroger now the lady that was working the counter loved what i did Uh-oh. so i've actually got a few bottles since then a relationship by you know engaging in small talk and different things no maybe you just got to open your bottle right then and there and chug it that's right <laughs> that might be the way to do it oh man well i love that story and um you know you and i've been friends friends quite a while now but i think that our listening audience might like to know a little bit about you know what your experience is with bourbon like if you you know i know that we've only actually had one other guest host other than myself steven or michael on this podcast and yeah. that was mossick another you, you buddy know, of ours yeah right? you know mossick and um well, he mossick talked, and i would be opposite yeah as in like i'm a total noob yeah and he is a long time bourbon guy so it's yeah we are we are opposite that way but we're also the same and we just we just love whiskey yeah know? exactly and love i think the community that, love yeah, love the, the spirit the whiskey the community that's a big thing and i know he talked a lot about the fact that he had a lot of experience picking barrels and i think both of you guys combined have more experience than i ever will picking barrels but i i may have i don't know if i've tried more whiskeys i won't go toe-to-toe with you on that one but yeah. um We've, we've all gotten together and tried a lot of whiskeys, and we really do just love that that camaraderie and community that comes with it. And so I, I enjoy all the times I've got to share some nice pours with you um, over at your place and things like that. Oh, definitely. And I mean, as far as me, you said, you know, quick background. Uh, I honestly did not take my first sip of whiskey until January of 2020. That's amazing. Um, nothing to do with COVID. I mean, it was that was even just before that, just literally January 2020. Uh, what had happened, though, the previous fall, uh, my youngest son... Uh, started getting into bourbon a little bit. Okay. And my wife kind of has always enjoyed bourbon. Um, so I started buying bourbon. Didn't drink it. Yeah. I would nose it, but never drink it. I uh, bought a lot of bottles for them. Um, started blinding them, you know, just yeah. having them, you know, yeah. remove the label, remove the price tag. I love the fact it's like a family affair. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. It's, uh, we're all just a bunch of degenerates, but anyway. Yeah, so, <laughs> no. Uh, and so, uh, you know, and just to be honest with you, first at least two months of drinking three yeah. months mm-hmm. i'm like what's it taste like mm, alcohol mm, alcohol mm, <laughs> yeah. it's hot it's alcohol mm, it's ethanol it's alcohol. i got a little ethanol pop <laughs> that's i you know and then slowly you know i started tasting yeah. different things and was able to differentiate uh you know bottles and pick small notes out i'm still not you know great at that but um differentiate even you know different distilleries and you know things of that nature and but if anybody knows me, uh, I mean, I, when I go do something, I usually go hard. So although I'm pretty new, I've jumped in yeah. completely. So. Got you a nice collection. Well, I'm yeah. happy to be um, 
mixing it up with you here tonight and chatting with you about this, this bottle that we're going to talk about. So Kenny, I know that you're also a listener of our podcast and we often acknowledge our audience through shout outs. And so this week we have a shout out that comes to us from W Haney 72. And this, this actually, this review was left for us on Apple podcasts about a month and two weeks ago. And I feel bad that we're just getting to it now, but the title of the review is thank you. And so W Haney says, just want to thank you guys for your content. I've been into bourbon for almost three years and my palate is not very sophisticated. Hmm. Sounds familiar to where somebody started and absolutely love the way you guys review whiskey. He said, keep it up fellas. And this is, he signed it coach Haney. So we got a coach out there um, that was, that's a listen to our podcast. And so we really appreciate that, that review and we'd like you to keep them coming. So if you'd like a shout out, just leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Facebook and we'll give you a shout out the next time we record. So Kenny, tonight we got a really interesting bottle. We got a bottle of Old Louisville Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Yeah, Old Louisville Straight Bourbon Whiskey from the Old, Old Louisville Whiskey Company in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, this was bottled in 2023. It is a 10-year and one month uh, it's actually a discontinued uh, mash bill from MGP. It's a 51% corn and 49% malted barley. Oh, that's interesting. MSRP is about 179. Uh, say it's discontinued. Uh, you can still buy that mash bill from them, but you have to buy the the whole 250 barrels roughly that their fermenter will make so really so let's back up on that real quickly before we talk about this bottle so you're saying that if i'm perusing around looking for this particular mash bill right now like in a well-aged stock i probably wouldn't be able to find is what you're saying i don't think you'll find any at all okay um when when they bought these barrels up after talking to the owner uh, of old louisville most people that bought that particular mash in those barrels they bottled them at four five six years old okay or they finished them in something else and didn't let them mature i got you so i am pretty positive you're not going to find a well-aged mash bill like that gotcha and so those of you guys know this is produced at the factory at mgp in indiana and they will produce a lot of different mash bills if you ask them to make them but what what kenny said is you're gonna what you gotta you're gonna be into them for 250 barrels yeah if you if you get this made today which is something that i don't think i could i could take on how about you no not at all um this bottle is nothing super unique in terms of the shape right so the shape is just a wine looking bottle but uh i guess you can talk a little bit about this label and the cork and this ultra special sticker that we have on this so i don't know if we mentioned this when you're going through the specs but this is actually a single barrel selection which you'll talk about here in a moment but um tell me what you think about this you've seen a lot of whiskey bottles and a lot of bourbon bottles what do you think about this one particular like what what stands out to you what do you like about it stands out to me the actual cross if you look at how it's crossed like the x yeah it has those two colors so the label yeah it's almost like a yeah Um, it does so the label kind of stands out like that uh the piece at the bottom comes mm-hmm. up, meets it at the angle. It just it's, it is a very unique uh, looking label. Yeah, I think it's whoever designed it did a very good job for them, or they did, or whoever you know, yeah, worked on. Yeah, I think so. And I mean, they're a very small. I mean, they're they're a startup for all intents and purposes, right? I mean, it's a very small outfit right now. Yeah, and um, they're they're doing a great job. And so, I don't know. Do you know if they have distribution for these bottles outside of um, Kentucky right now? Um, I would need to ask Amin if it's outside of Kentucky. Okay, um, I'm pretty sure he is in a few other states. Okay, I, I'm, 
uh, take your pick liquors okay. uh, website. All right. Uh, I think they're out of DC. Okay. I believe they have some of their product. Okay. So definitely in DC. Um, and I thought he was in a couple other states. So there are ways to access this, but it's always important we talk about the bottle. We're trying to tell you guys out there that, like these are things to look for, especially with the new company. And so it might look like to most uh, generic looking wine um, bottle, but I mean, that's just because a lot of um, people are using this bottle shape, but the actual design, the cork with this little wooden topper on here is actually very nice. And you mentioned something interesting. What do you what do you think this looks like? It looks like an E.H. Taylor bear, E.H. Taylor bottle to me. Yeah, bit. you know what? So. Now that you mention it, it really does. But if we go through all the different things that we could potentially you know say about it, the one thing that's most unique is you had mentioned earlier that when you selected this, and so maybe we can kind of finish talking about the bottle by letting you explain a little bit about the fact that there is a very unique barrel pick sticker on this bottle that is. Uh, that's that's probably pretty close to your heart huh it is um so i have done a lot of uh barrel picks um this is but this you know been on barrel pick teams for other places other yeah. restaurant stores clubs blah 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 but this is the first one that was my own pick i initiated that i was able to buy the barrel okay um and uh so i did create a little sticker on there uh myself and uh a guy named mike harris and mossick who's been on yeah. other guests uh, yeah we actually went and did the pick so oh, that's have a little sticker uh with with all three of us on there kind of like a yeah, and, and I'm a little bit jealous because I, I wish that, that I was available because I would have totally been there. And um, You were invited. Yes, yes, I was invited. But, yes. <laughs> but my uh, that darn academic work schedule yeah. just wouldn't allow me to do it. Not that we would include your vote, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that's another story right this uh yeah and and uh kenny won't come out and say it but he likes sometimes to make me the uh, i'm the last person in the room to know if he's serious or not at times and so that that runs right up against it so i guess i just want to kind of talk quickly before we talk more about how you guys selected this barrel i don't know a whole lot about the old louisville um whiskey company i, I almost wanted to call them a distillery but they're they're not really a distillery and so I visited their website to kind of gather a little bit of information. And one thing that I was taken taken by was the fact that they really sell you on this idea that they're a family-owned business because they are. Um, Amin, who we've mentioned, uh, and his wife, Beth, they are the proprietors of this particular brand. And basically, they've been in the liquor business. Is that correct, Kenny? They've been in the liquor business before. They had liquor stores and things like that. Yes. Um, he actually uh, is an engineer. He worked at Brown Foreman even. Okay. And he's owned a, he owned Red Castle uh, Liquor. I believe he had two locations maybe in Louisville. Okay. And so he started buying some barrels. I think he started with one barrel, two barrel, three barrels, and mm -hmm. just slowly bought some barrels. And then uh, he decided to go all in, all in once he got to the point where he had enough yeah. barrels. Um, and you know, I guess he designed his bottle and got you know a lot of the actual machinery needed. Okay. Uh, so he sold his liquor stores to create some capital and then go all in, all in. And see, that's awesome. So I love to hear that because, you know, there's a lot of people doing this now, right? Sourcing barrels. We've talked on this podcast, especially, we've talked a lot about your, your companies all over the place that are sourcing just, I would call run of the mill, four and five year old MGP. And I mean, that's a great way to start a brand. We've talked about some fantastic whiskeys we've talked, you know, that we've tasted that we really like. All in all, like that's what makes Amin uh, different here, right? So he has all these chops that you talked about, the experience, 
um, owning liquor stores. And now he's kind of poured his heart and soul into this family owned business where they really pride themselves on bottling special whiskeys. And when I say special whiskeys, I think that on their website, they say nothing younger than seven years. That's it. That's what I say. Yeah. It's seven, eight years minimum, but he won't bottle anything less than that. He, uh, he just knows it takes time. Yeah. And that's, and that's really unique. I always like to support up and coming businesses. And I also like to see when they're doing unique things. Right. And so I, I try to think about other companies we talked about, especially out of Louisville or a couple episodes back where we reviewed a buzzard's roost cigar rye. And that, that guy, if I remember correctly, was a restaurant owner, had done a lot of barrel picks and things like that. And now they parlayed to where I seen that they're opening recently now, somewhere a location in downtown Louisville. So that's pretty cool. Well, I get carried away here talking about the brand and ask you more about this, uh, barrel pick selection that you did yeah so that was very interesting um you mentioned he had some other products he came out with so um last year i was introduced to his products um he had a rye that he came out with you mentioned the rye yep it was really really unique uh it's actually 51 percent rye okay 49 percent malted barley Oh, that's a malted barley rye? So this is 51 corn, 49 malted barley. Oh, man, I had no idea. So that rye is 51 rye, 49 malted barley. Mm-hmm. It is so creamy, so unique. Um, it just, it, it's really amazing. And it's a lot softer. Uh, you don't get that ethanol pop on it. You don't get that burn on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was the first thing I had of his. Uh, then he released a bourbon, uh, grabbed some other bourbons. Um, and then... How we actually got to do the pick was this last Christmas, he released a 16-year American whiskey, 148 proof. I remember hearing about that. Released it on his website. I got on there. I bought several of them. Um, But, I mean, I'm in Lexington. You know, there's in Louisville. I work retail, busy time of the year. So I messaged him and said, hey, you know, I'll I'll come down when I can. Just hold them for me. So he has no problem. He was holding them for me. Was going to plan to go down there. Didn't work out. Another time, another time. So literally April. April okay. comes, you know. Oh, that uh, long. That long. Uh, <laughs> and he's still holding the product. He's still holding the product. Hell of a guy. I, I paid, though. <laughs> yeah, you so did. Okay, you yeah, paid. Yeah, no, I right. paid up front. I paid up front. There you go. Okay. But um, it works out. <laughs> so we go down. But he's, you know, said, hey, you know, because I also offered to just have some friends of mine can pick my bottles up. Mm hmm. And he's like, well, I'd rather you come down. That way we can thieve from the barrels and sip and have a good day. And I'm like, well, okay, I'll You're take like, you up on that, brother. <laughs> that sounds like a good time to me. Yes, yes Anybody yes. wants to call and tell me to do that, sure, invite me. I'll be there. <laughs> oh, no doubt, no doubt. So that's how – so that, so the pick initiated by, we go down there just to pick up my bottles. I'm going to thieve a little bit. Yeah. So he's got, I think, seven barrels that he kind of has out laid out for people that come do little tours and tastings and with them. So uh, we see from the barrel, I uh, believe it was a French, uh, French oak finished okay. uh, one. Then we had another one uh, that was a Colombian oak finish. And then that's a new thing, right? Is there a lot of Colombian oak is a newer thing that well, they're doing now? So Colombian oak, there was a barrel Sorry shortage. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> no, 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 this is, no. There was a, there was a barrel shortage how many years ago five years seven years eight years ago something okay. to do with the storms and the way something happened or a fire or something whatever it was he, he told me but once again it was fuzzy when i was down there yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um he told me about all that so there's actually tons of Colombian oak out there okay um but a lot of people barreled them soon quickly yep. or they finish them in something else and blah 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 so um we tried one of those it was very unique as well um and i say unique in a good way though um yeah. for his. um but then the Not next Amber on a unique right 
French to- uh, that, that's just like cinnamon toast crunch. I know, it but is, I just, everyone's doing on Verona right uh, now. We had never done no, one of the podcasts or uh, have to. It is not, it's not like that. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. It, it still tastes like, like, a, like a traditional bourbon. But I'm a bad co-host here and I was interrupting you again, but you said we were getting to, we tasted another one and. And I did not know what he gave me. Uh, or I wasn't, I wasn't paying attention enough because I was just looking around the place. Yep. I go to taste it and I literally stops in my tracks. <laughs> I said, whoa. I look at my wife, I'm like, what is this? Yeah. Take another sip, and I'm like, holy crap. And so I interrupt him, like, stop. I apologize, what is this? Yeah. And he just kind of laughs and yeah. chuckles. And I'm like, seriously, he's like, uh, you know, this is a nine-year, uh, this is a nine-year uh, MGP, uh, 51% corn, 49% malted barley. Yeah. And I'm like, holy wow. So I literally stop. I go off to the side, get my cell phone. Yeah. I call a friend of mine talking about, hey, we need to do this barrel pick. Nice. Um, we need to got to do this barrel pick. Gotta I was like, it. you got to buy this. Yeah. You don't understand how good this is. You know, I was like, you have, we have to do this. It is so amazing. Um, and so I came back to him and I was like, you know, so how does one kind of get a, a barrel <laughs> like, pick of hey, this? Hey, can I just walk out of here? Can you put this in a bag for me and I can walk out? <laughs> right, right, no doubt. <laughs> And uh, it just happened that way. And he uh, is an amazing guy. Um, just he really opened up and, you know, uh, let us let us do it. Oh, that's um, awesome. But I knew I wanted to make it special. Yep. Uh, so I did invite you. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. I invited a couple other <laughs> friends. Because uh, I wanted to actually do a, do a true a true pick process. Yeah, yeah. Because he did have uh, f- he had four barrels of it left. Mm-hmm. So um, and that's the thing, too. Uh, anybody listening, uh, he does have a nine-year, nine-month Okay. Of the same mash bill, I believe a couple left in his uh, in his gift shop. Okay. Um, and then, but that was not one of the four that we picked from. I got gotcha. you. Well, now that you're talking about this, and so here's the dichotomy, right? So Kenny's got the experience. I don't because this is the you know first time I'm getting to, to nose this and taste tonight. So let's get to nosing it and then continue talking about how how you got this here tonight. Okay. So let's go for that first nosing. All right. So, dark fruit, bro. Sweet <laughs> dark fruit. Yeah, it's it's very sweet. And um, you know what's interesting is I still I pick up a little bit of the malted grains. And when I say malted grains, you know, those of you that are used to, like I am, sipping bourbon and rye, um, when you're nosing this, you can tell right away that you're not dealing with a traditional mash bill, um, if you will. I mean, you pour a great bourbon. I mean, it can be... GTS, it can be a Parker's, a William Heaven Hill. Yeah. And when you nose it, you are still going to get ethanol on your nose. Absolutely. I mean, you 100%, you have mm-hmm. to kind of puff the glass with your nose to get the ethanol out of there and then try to smell just to mm-hmm. get rid of it. This has not ethanol. I mean, this is just. Yeah. It's, it's, if there's any for me, and again, you have to yield to me a little bit since I'm like a little bit, I'm tiny bit more objective on this, is. There's a very subtle, because it is a little proofy, right? It's a very subtle ethanol, but it fades so quickly. And it's, um, like you said, it's a lot of dark fruit. And the and the grain sweetness is almost, to me, like a bourbon, a little bit of caramel sweetness, almost a little bit of, at least on the nose, it kind of leans a little bit like butterscotch a little bit. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um, the sweetness is a little bit maybe like... Um 
maybe like the like the sweetness off your milk left after you get a little bit of milk left after you eat some cereal or something you know it's at that little bit of a oh that's a great a, because it oh, is yeah. you know yeah so, that's a great know. that's a great yeah. descriptor so awesome well as we're nosing here i'm getting more excited to taste this and i want to ask you a little about so you select this barrel now you go through this process of selecting it yeah and you yeah, go ahead. No, Sorry. Ahead. No. Um, well, I was just wondering, like, so when you, so you taste it initially, then you call up your buddies, then you try to get the pick group together to go back to taste. When you went back to taste, how many did you taste to pick? And did you pick the original one that you had first tasted? Yeah. So he had four barrels pulled out for us. Okay. And at this time they were nine year 11 month and like two weeks okay you know so so they're like on the cusp of 10 years right so yeah. we did our pick and we intentionally waited three or four weeks i think four weeks just to make it you know or five weeks just to be over you know this ended up being like 10 years one month we just wanted to be able to put 10 on the label you know yeah but um but we tasted four that day as we're nosing through and there's, there's three of us nosing through tasting through the one i initially picked was barrel number three of that day okay barrel number two uh, that that particular day on those blinds was yeah. was the fourth place clearly, but uh, barrel three was my favorite. Um, barrel four was somebody else's favorite. Barrel okay. three was the other guy's favorite. So two of us were so on two three. Out of three. One was on four. Um, barrel one was a definitely a third uh, place, but it was really so so good and so close to <laughs> yeah though. yeah. So as with any pick, you know we we go ahead and we uh, we we kind of leave the leave the area. Yep. And get a mean to blind us, you know. So we come back, yeah. And once he reblinded us, it was unanimous. We all oh, picked man. the same one, which was barrel three. Oh, that's awesome. So, um, and but, I've, I've, I've done the opposite of that. You know, I was I've been on picks where I'm like, this is my favorite. This is my favorite. This is my favorite. Yep. And we're down to like two or three that will blind out of the seven or eight, and we come back, and I literally flip. But it's just you know, yeah. You just, you just uh, taking any kind of when you blind though, you well, are taking all of yeah all the prejudice prejudices out of the. And one thing I think is unique about this, too, is the fact that you guys are able to be tasting this and bottling it at barrel strength. Uh, a lot of people that go on picks, you know, you might get to taste something that's 120 proof. And they say, well, whatever you're going to get is 90, right? And so you can try to figure out how to proof it down in some places, give you a little more direction than others. But to be tasting right out of the barrel and kind of knowing what you get, probably, probably got to be a great experience. I mean, it's huge because you now you actually get to know what the product is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I went on a pick a while back. Um there's five of us, six of us went, and we were able to taste it at barrel strength. And mm -hmm. this this particular distillery, um, when they let you, when they bottle it, it's at 90.4 proof. Yeah. So we all had a clear winner. Like this is the best. This is amazing because <laughs> we all tasted at barrel strength. Yeah. And then they give you the water, they add it, and they're like, okay, now this is 90 proof. And we literally said, doesn't matter. Y'all pick whatever you want. Yeah, they literally, they all taste the same thing. <laughs> so this is this is amazing. Yeah. We put the water in and blended all of the flavor out. Oh, so yeah. bad. So, so bad. speaking of tasting, let's go for our first taste here. All right, here we go. Oh my god, bro. Like, um, I, so I had no intention at all, zero, of doing a barrel pick, buying a barrel. Yeah, none. We were thieving from barrels, going to drink for free, hmm. pick up my bottles. Once I tasted this. It literally stopped me in my tracks. Yeah, this is uh, to say that this is unique is more than unique. So, you know, on this particular in our journey of whiskey um, between myself and Stephen and Michael and others that we've we've tasted with and talked with, this is 
you know, having a malt content, the only other thing I can think of that we drank or drank a lot of was the Balcones um, single malt, which was a 99% malt, I think, or 100% malt from Texas. 100%. Yeah, 100%. That was all over the place. Like it had a lot of good flavor. It was all over the place. This is like drinking like a premium bourbon. So what are like some of your predominant things that you're picking up out of it? I'm going to tell you, I'm actually just still holding on to this finish. So you need to look back at the tape and see when we took the drink until like right about now. And I'm still tasting it. The finish is that long. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't, uh, it is it is it is wild mm. and it's still going. Um, I mean, I just I do get dark fruit. Uh, I do get I always thought caramel. But now you said butterscotch. I don't know. Um, I also think more of a caramel on the on the palate, though. But um, and I'm and that's the thing with me. I am like I said. I've only been sipping bourbon over three years. Uh, I do a decent job at picking out distilleries. Or if I've you, you put ten bourbons in front of me, blonde, yeah. I can usually pick out eight of the nine of the ten correctly. Yeah. But I'm still not great on descriptors. So just be I honest with you up front, straight yeah. up. Um, and and that's fine. But I, dark fruit, I, yeah. definitely dark fruit. Um, a little bit of cherry. Um, and definitely get some actual, you know, some good caramel. But the thing is, like you said, it's not all over the place. Um, mm-hmm. It's just very, it's very well rounded, and it is a very good viscous uh, mouthfeel. Wow, um, this is this is a treat. I'm not gonna lie. And you know, one thing I can say, okay, so I lied a little bit, and I do remember this now. So I came over here probably after you guys had just finished the pick, which was probably how many weeks before it was bottled? Maybe uh, four? Five weeks. Five probably. weeks. And I remember you blinded me with something. Oh, it's all coming back to me now. I forgot about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so you blinded me with this right when it was nine, ah, just before it was 10 years old. I forgot about that. And I tasted it, and I think that particular evening I told you that I was just okay on it. Bro, no, same yeah. way. Um, it, 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 it's going to sound crazy. It has nothing to do with like, getting the 10-year mark. Yeah. But something happened where it literally a little bit less ethanol pop and a little bit sweeter just yeah. in that extra five weeks. And so when people hear malt, they automatically think scotch because Ugh, scotch nothing is like malt. Nothing, nothing like that like at all. Zero. And on my third sip here now, I'm actually tasting strawberry, which is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, maybe, you know, I did have a, a chicken shawarma for dinner tonight. <laughs> um, but this is like... You said dark fruit. Now I'm picking out some of the lighter the things. Lighter fruit. fruit. That's a lighter fruit. Red, red fruit, fruit, but it's red fruit for sure. And for me, when I taste like a bourbon that I like a lot, it mm. usually does have to hit that dark cherry. Um, this is not medicinal, and it's just got like a really nice, nice finish. The aftertaste or the taste or the palate of the is is just great. It just um, it's really nice, man. Yeah. So here's um, this is 114 proof. I mean, it, it tastes like a 90 proof to me. It really does. But not, not in a watery way. I mean, it's, it's a full, bold flavored, no. but it just I'm, I guess I'm referring to more of the ethanol pop, yeah. um, less of the tannins, things like that. Yeah, no, there's talking about, you know, 10-year-old whiskey of any sort that doesn't really show any of the oak. That's what's really, I'm not getting a lot of oak, right? Right. And people that are oak averse or don't like tannins, and I, I do like oak, but I don't miss it at all in this. I mean, it's just, it's it's almost like somehow or another it got absorbed in there and something else happened. It transformed into something else that was delicious. So Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's a thing. Um, and this is where you all are going to, honestly, you're going to see some big things, in my opinion, coming from old Louisville. Because I'll just be honest with you, you know, when I first you know, learned about them. Oh, it's a new startup distillery, yeah. sourcing MGP. There's what Again, hundreds of those. Exactly. Hundreds, hundreds. Yeah. I said it earlier. Like what, right. what's I mean, gonna make you different? What's right? gonna make like, you different? Yeah, um, exactly. And I just be honest with you, y'all are gonna see some crazy, crazy, amazing things coming 
from a Louisville. Uh, I mean, worked at Brown Foreman. Yeah, uh, he's an engineer. Yeah, he, I nerded out when I was when I was down there about oh, all sure. the stuff. It I'm was sure. absolutely amazing. Um, he actually just bottled his own uh, his own first. Uh, not his. He actually had white white dog from MGP. Okay, but he just barreled it uh, his own stuff for the first time last week. Oh, really? So eight nine years from now, holy cow! Wow, watch, watch out, out. Um, exactly. Because what he did. Uh, is it okay to talk about that? Yeah. No, we're branching off of that. Is yeah, that okay? no, that's perfect. Okay, so um, his barrels, which there's a big barrel shortage again, but the barrels he got uh, are 12 month seasoned. Oh, interesting. Most barrels they use at these major distilleries yep. are three month. Yep. You know, they're green tasting. They get all the just the tannins, and I mean, it's just, oh, it trust me, I, up. It's, I, it's it's so sharp. I've it's just harsh. I talked about that grassy note and everything oh, else gosh, you get when you get that young. Yeah. So bad. he did a char three with toasted heads. Okay. So it's char three barreling with toasted heads. Okay. Um, and he also went. He, he actually comes up here to Highbridge. Gets uh, limestone water. Oh, nice. He took that white dog and he went in at a hundred proof, just like the old Dusties did. Oh man! So, so you had Woodford bro. put out. You had Woodford put out a historic barrel oh, entry proof uh, limited release this year, yeah. right? And I'm not trying to say that to make fun of them. I'm just saying that, like, when you got a mean on a much smaller level doing stuff like that and um, doing it at that proof, that's probably going to be oh something gosh. special. Special, special. Yeah. So special. Uh, yeah, and he did the 36% rye uh, mash bill from MGP. So it's going to be very unique and special. That's awesome. And so, I mean, I hope that, that the audience knows where we're going here, but, um, you know, I think we should just jump right into it here. So Kenny, would you pass, try, or buy on your own barrel pick selection? From the old Louisville distillery. Hmm. I guess I would give it a buy. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was going to be anticlimactic. I was going to say, like, would you really pick a barrel and then say I regretted it or not buy it? And so for me, here's what I'm going to say. I like to go on these long sort of tirades about why I would pass, try, or buy on something. This is solidly going to be a buy for me, not because I'm sitting across the table from you, but when I first... You know, I, I trust you, right? Because we've tasted a lot together. But there are times where we're tasting whiskey and you say you like something and I like it. You know, I'm like, are you crazy? Like, mm -hmm. we all do that, right? We all yeah, have those, no. those things. And so for this, what really has sort of hit it out of the park for me, because a lot of you guys have heard us say things about being price conscious. This is exactly cheap, right? It's not a cheap bottle. But in today's market, when you're going to be paying 100 to $200 for a lot of these limited releases that you don't know a lot about, this presents you with something unique and something that you're actually going to enjoy. You're not going to regret it, right? And so for me, that's what solidifies the buy because I have been torched by, I think the worst bottle I ever got torched by, and I won't say what the name of it was, but it was a $330 bottle. And I bought it because I heard it was good and I opened it and um, boy, I won't say what I did with that $330 bottle, but um it was very, very disappointing. And so as we enter this, this era where things cost more and you're looking for something unique, this is going to deliver both, right? It's going to cost more, but it's going to be money well spent because it's going to be like, it's going to be familiar to you from things that you've tasted before, but it's also going to be unique to a point where you're like, dang, I got bourbon with a higher malt content. Yeah. And uh, if you, you, any of your listeners are starting to look out, there's more and more higher malted type stuff being released as well. Yeah, and, and speaking on that, I was hoping that, it's, you know, will you join me for another episode, you think, to possibly talk uh, for some more malt in the future? Oh, yeah, definitely, man. I appreciate being here. Yeah, it might even be something like uh, me calling you and saying, hey, can we do something next week? 
Cool, cool, brother. <laughs> we're going to put you on retainer. And with that, thanks for listening to this week's edition. Please like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ImagineKY. Also, let us know your thoughts on this bottle in the comments section. Until next time, keep it neat. <laughs>